name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So we need to practice. Hosanna. 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 Good. Together, Luke, together. Come on. Save us, we pray. That's what we're saying. Save us, we pray. Save us, we pray. So this is the acclamation we make today. Uh, it's a very powerful moment in the life of the church. It precedes Christ's passion, but it makes many declarations of triumph and victory. So, so we begin this weekend with uh, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Four days dead, the Lord made sure that this was not going to be seen as a simple recitation, but it was going to be seen as a man dead. Four days, body began to stink, and he raised him from the dead, making the declaration that Christ has power over... You didn't say it very loud. Christ has power over death. He is declaring right here, he has the power to defeat the great enemy of man, death. So Lazarus, out of God's love for mankind, is recreated, redeemed, and restored to life. Very powerful. So this is a picture of our own life. We are in Christ recreated, made new. We are redeemed, brought out of the depth of our sinfulness. We are restored to life. Those years that the locusts ate are restored to us. So powerful to us that in the midst of this darkness of the world, the conquering of sin and death over man, Christ comes and shows triumph and victory in the person of Lazarus. It's so beautiful. Uh, you know, every, I, I don't know, if, does, does Lent kind of wear you out? Just a little bit, maybe? You know where I get energized, and you did not enough of you came to this, but the canon of Lazarus on Friday night. It's the declaration of Christ's victory over death and he tramples down death, and he tears open the belly of Hades. And Satan is so upset, he says, Lazarus, get out of here until he takes more of you. I don't want him to take more of you. It's this interplay, a beautiful interplay between death and life, and the conquering of life over death. So I'm high, I'm energized. It takes me all the way through this weekend and into about Wednesday night. <laughs> and then I get anointed with oil and it takes me through the rest of Holy Week. So Hades quakes. Universal resurrection, the resurrection is proclaimed. Death has been defeated once and soon once for all. So very powerful for us. There's another moment in this journey of Christ to raising Lazarus 
and it's very powerful and important for us to see him in this condition, is that when he sees his friend Lazarus dead, he weeps. He weeps. Even knowing that soon he will raise him from the dead. He weeps because he sees what death has done to his creation. That death has destroyed what he created initially. And so he weeps at that. And so for us too, I think we need to understand this. Is that when we see things in this creation, life of a person, things that are destroyed or marred by man's uh, uh, just irresponsibility, we need to weep. We need to be sad about these things. It's important that we understand that God's creation is beautiful and good. And when it's ruined in any way, we should be sorry about that. For human life, the life of anything, we should have a, a sadness about it. So I think that's an important aspect of what we learn uh, at Christ's uh, coming to raise Lazarus in Bethany. So he goes from Bethany to Jerusalem. And of course, everybody knows now that Lazarus, four days dead, has been raised. And so they're waiting for him to come. And it's very interesting because the Jewish idea of the Messiah coming was he was going to become a king and sit on a throne and defeat all their enemies. So what's he come on? The foal of a donkey in humility. But he comes in such power that everybody there honors him as king, as Messiah, as the conqueror for Israel. Very powerful moment. And we see it even in our, uh, how the children come and lay their palm branches down and Christ enters uh, the, the kingdom, inaugurating the kingdom of God. So this is a, a, an important uh, and a critical moment for us because up to this point, Christ pushed away his glorification. If you notice, don't go tell anybody I did this. He is always pushing it away. Here he encourages it. If, and, and so we begin to see this, this moment of Christ opening this beautiful door where he is acclaimed as Messiah, as king, as the ruler of Israel. And so uh, this reality, this is uh, uh, the kingdom inaugurated. This is where we live. This is the truth. You know, we hear and understand that out in the world, we hear truth as being described as relative. Kind of whatever you believe, whatever God you believe in, this moment is a declaration that says there is an absolute truth. Jesus is the Messiah King. He's the Son of God that has come to save the world. That's an absolute truth. You can bank on it. You can put your stake in that ground and say, this is true. There's, his coming fulfilled over 200 Old Testament prophecies. And not only is he proclaimed king at this moment, he will die, and guess what will happen after his death? Very good. He will rise again, proclaiming it and showing that not only is the kingdom inaugurated at this moment, 
but that he is truly the Son of God. This is our absolute truth. This is what we bank on. This is what is real. Hosanna! Save us, we pray. That's our declaration today, that he has come to save the world, to save me. He is the King of Israel. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. That's an absolute truth proved by this day and the days that will follow. We should be encouraged by that. It's like locked down in the middle of life truth. Nothing moves this. No wind of culture, no idea, new, no new thought comes and moves this re reality. Christ is the Messiah, the King of Israel, and now has come to save us and save this world. So, glory to God. And we make this declaration today with those that have gone before us. We make this declaration of those that were there that day and with all of us together. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. So, today we renew our vow as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You know, some of us save these and we put them on our altar. And if you look at them now, they're a little worn out. They're a little dried out. So we take this new one and we put it on there, and we're renewing our commitment to Christ and his kingdom. Lord, I am your child. I follow you. I'm a member of the kingdom. I live in that kingdom. That kingdom is my priority. You are my priority. You are the king of my life. You sit on the throne of my heart. Hosanna. 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 You know, one more time, it's not going to be funny. <laughs> Does he always win the conversation? Is that right, Luke? You have to have the last word. It's like your grandfather. He's probably sleeping in the back. <laughs> so we declare today that we're going to follow him but we're going to follow him in two ways one we're making the declaration that we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven and that we follow christ our savior but he's going to walk through a passion he's going to walk through a, a time where that's that is the most critical and saddest time of his life he is going to be uh, brutally beaten. He's going to be tried. He's going to be imprisoned. He's going to be uh, mocked and spit upon and crucified and die and be buried. Can you walk with him then? We need to walk with him then, all through the week. You know, when this started to happen, those that were close to him fled. We need to walk with him because this very reason. Because when we have to walk through that stuff, he walks with us. Because when we walk through the stuff he's walking through for us this week, 
he walks with us through that stuff. We need to understand that. This isn't a personal journey that he makes. He makes it, uh, he, this is a corporate journey that Christ makes for the body of Christ. He is doing these things so that when you suffer, when you're in pain, when things are difficult in your life, he's with you and he knows that. He knows that pain, he knows that difficulty, and he comes to us and journeys with us in our life. So this passion, as we go through the passion of Christ this week, let's not look at it simply as observing an historic event. Let's look at it as a God who comes and sacrifices his life for our sake. He's the Son of God. He did not need to do any of this. He did it out of his love for mankind and his love for us so he could be with us when we we struggle, when we suffer, when we're in pain, and even when we face death. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna! Hosanna!